So you're from Severodonetsk. Um, what's it like there? It was a very nice city. It was built after the Second World War. A lot of young people came from all over the Soviet Union to help build this city. It's shaped like a circle, a very round, clean city. And now it's all ruins. No children, no adults. Why do we deserve that? Valentina Bonkovskaya's hometown is Severodonetsk. It's in eastern Ukraine. It was the easternmost city to remain under Ukrainian control. Now it's a front line in this war. For decades, Valentina lived on her pension, about $100 a month. She's alone in a corner apartment on the third floor. So what, what do you remember in the early days of, of the war? In the first days, the Ukrainian army entered the city and put some weapons on top of tall buildings. These weapons were pointed at places where people lived. And people asked them, are you going to shoot there? We live there. But the army said, if they shoot at us, we will have to shoot back. And then the shooting began. People took their children and ran to the school to hide in the basement. Did you did you go to the school? Did you go to the basement? No. I spent all my time in my apartment. I was praying all the time. God, please save our building. And please save those people who are hiding in the basement. This is Ukraine Stories from Fearless Media, where we tell the story of the war in Ukraine, one person at a time. I'm David Green. Can you tell me like what a what a day was like for you when you were there alone in your apartment? I would wake up at five o'clock. I would make some coffee and something else. In the beginning, we still had electricity and water. I knew they would wake us up with shooting at 6 a.m., so I tried to do everything before 6 a.m. Once the shooting started, I would not look at my windows, and I would keep my windows popped open a little with a bottle of water. Oh, this is interesting. So you would do that with the bottle of water so the windows wouldn't break from the pressure of the explosions. Yes, all my neighbors had windows broken, but my windows were okay. And when they finished the shooting, it would be quiet until around maybe 3 p.m. And people would go to the store to buy something. But one day, I don't know what happened. People were standing in line to get into the store and a missile hit them and they were killed. Did you... Did you see that? Did you see the missiles hit? I did not see that, but my neighbor saw that. She was actually in the line at the store, but she's a smoker and she wanted to smoke. So she went away to have her smoke. And at that moment, the missile hit and she came to me and told me and she was shaking. And she said, God saved me. He wanted me to smoke. And that saved my life. I didn't plan to leave my home. But then, on the 8th of March, it was International Women's Day. My neighbor called me and said, oh, I want to congratulate you. And maybe the soldiers are congratulating us too. 
because it was very quiet. And then it was something like 3 p.m. and there was a hit on a building in front of mine, the fifth floor and the fourth floor. A lady and her grandson, they were burned alive. And fragments of this projectile hit my building too. It made a hole in the wall, but it did not hit my floor. I thanked God that he saved me in my apartment. When this happened, people ran out of the basement. The firefighters came and they were trying to put out the fire, but they didn't have water. The only water they could get was from the lake, but there was shelling all the time, so they couldn't get to the lake. And that building just kept burning and burning and burning. Could you see it outside your window? Yes, I could see the hit when it happened. What else did you see outside through your window? I could only see fire and smoke. So I would put a book in front of my face and pretend to read it so I would not have to look at this fire. Were you still trying to keep to your routine, like your secret window uh, strategy, like putting the water in front but leaving the window a little open so it it didn't break when there was an explosion? Were you making your coffee? Like how could you keep trying to, to keep to that routine? Yes, I did try to keep my routine. I had to do it because, you know, sometimes I would close my eyes and pretend that I'm only dreaming and that there is no war, but I would open my eyes and I would see this fire again. There was another building next to ours and there was a hit on the corner apartment. There was a man smoking on the balcony. He was killed and his legs were still hanging there afterward for weeks. And then there was a hit on another building, on another corner apartment, and I thought to myself, you need to leave because they are hitting these corner apartments, and I live in a corner apartment. And then volunteers came to get a woman who lives below me, and I decided that I should leave too. Those volunteers helped get Valentina on a bus, and then she changed to another bus. It took three days, and now she's in a shelter in Dnipro in southeastern Ukraine, where more volunteers are helping her now. This is a main transit point for people who have had to flee their homes. When you were on the bus and driving away from your home, did you really think that you'll be able to go back sometime after everything that you had, had seen and, and watched? Yes. Yes, it's my home. I want to go back there. No matter where you go, you will always miss your house. You want to go back to the place where you spent your younger years, where you were running around as a kid in the courtyard, where you were having your relationships. And these walls, when people would help me up to my third floor apartment, and I would come inside, and I would say, these walls make me stronger. I know I have to fight for my life, that I have to get up. I have to do something. And how many days have you been here? Two weeks now. Two weeks. Do you have a new routine? What's your routine 
here. Меня, меня ищут место, то, место, потому что я одинокая, мне никого нет. They are looking for a place for me to live because I'm alone. I don't have any family members. When I lived in my apartment, a social worker would come twice a week, and she would bring me some food and medicine, and that was enough. So now I need someone to take care of me. They say they can take me to Germany and I can get some treatment there, so I agreed. So you're gonna, you're going to go to Germany? I didn't plan to go, but my neighbor said there are better doctors in Germany. Have you been to Germany? No. I have never been in Germany, but my husband was. He was a soldier there. A soldier? When? When? I don't know where exactly my husband was. He just told me that he was a driver for a commander. So he was probably serving in the Soviet military in East Germany, right? Yes. Let me tell you. First, you should know that back in those times, all the food that we had here in the Soviet Union, it was all natural. It was so delicious. And when he was in Germany, he stopped in a store and said he was hungry and bought a big bag of cookies. But then he was eating them and his jaws were aching and his stomach was empty. And he thought about some pastry that he could buy back in Soviet Union, where they could eat two of them and you would be full. And he wished he could have that pastry. And then my husband said what he liked about Germany was that the roads were very good. And also there were some apple gardens. There are a lot of apples around. And he would say, let's get some apples. So these, these were all stories that your husband told you about his time in Germany? Yes. After hearing all these stories about Germany from your husband, like, are, are you, are you curious about seeing a new place for yourself that your husband told you so many stories about? Like, how are you feeling about, about going to a new country? It's not that interesting for me. I'm old. I have some health issues. If I was young and healthy, it would be interesting. I'm so sorry for what you've been through. So here is a message from me to you. I would like God to save you from similar circumstances. And I hope that neither you nor your mothers nor your children would have to live through something like this. My mother and her three oldest children, she thought they were being taken away to be shot by German soldiers. So this is when the Nazis were in eastern Ukraine? Yes. When the Second World War started, the Germans were bombing my mother's city. A German soldier took her and the children. There was a hill, and they were walking down the hill to the river. My mother told the children to hide, and she fell down. And a German soldier came to her and beat her very hard. But he didn't kill her. They all lived, right? I mean, your mother and and three sisters? Yes. And when she told me the story later, she said, I hope you will never have to bear anything like that. And now, I am living through something like that.
This is Ukraine Stories from Fearless Media. I'm David Green. We'll be back with more tomorrow.